Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 48, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And that guy's Rob Jelly, the Jelly Man, a Jelly Man returns. <laughs> Get some jelly in your telly. Yes, and in your belly. That's true. I mean, putting jelly in your telly will probably cause it to have a, a, a manufacturer's warranty void. Yeah, you're not going to be able to go back to Rumbelows. Do you remember Rumbelows? That's no. just sprung to mind. Wow. Rumbelows? Where's the pull that out thin air? Rumbelows? Hello, hang on, hang on. So, oh, phone's gone, hang on. Hello? Oh, hello, 1981. You'd yeah. like your, uh, your higher reference back. When did Rumbelows close? I don't think I've ever been in Rumbelows. I was trying to think of what was the um, no, what was the one you could hire TVs from? Oh, it wasn't Rumbelows. It was another one. Oh. You could just get like washing machines and and yes. microwaves and things. Um, 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 oh, that's really um, annoying. What Bright House you can? Yeah, and but there was something else, wasn't there? Was it? It's going to come to me halfway. Radio through. Rentals or was that America? Yes, Radio right, Rentals okay. was another one. I'm sure it was. Who'd rent a radio? I don't Call know. Call something else. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you rent anything? Well, they say this, but I think maybe, maybe just in this country we've got it all wrong. Oh, maybe we're just obsessed with owning stuff, which doesn't <laughs> actually mean anything. And when you move, you have to lug I, it all yeah, around. Yeah, I think it's because we're hoarders. Yeah. I think the Brits are hoarders, and that's why we sort of we, we sort of look down on renting, don't we? We do. Yeah, we renting do. Renting properties, renting cars, renting televisions. Everyone rents their car, though, basically, don't yeah, they? Yeah, most people do now. I mean, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, and you've got a lovely bloody car. Yeah, thank you very much. Very futuristic. Yeah, well, you know, it's got the yeah. Go Faster stripes on it as well. Yeah. It doesn't actually go faster, but it... You've got that red light at the front that goes... Yeah, I do. Oh, I've noticed as well, when I get in, the little uh, little car appears and it winks at you. Nice. I only noticed that this morning. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Rob. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I'm like, oh, saucy. Anyway. It's back to Rumbelows, the main yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, obviously, that's what we're here for, to discuss that for the next hour. Um, Rumbelows. How are you? I'm good, thank you. But but most of all, before I get, we get to anything I've done, how are you? You've done so much since I last saw well, you. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a couple of weeks since we last caught up properly. Yeah. So, and we've both developed colds in that time. Yeah. I haven't got a reason. You've got a pretty good reason. You've well, been all over the place. I think I, I think this is not really a cold. It's more just exhaustion. Yeah. Um, so to be very brief about it, because it might take a while. Yeah. Um, this time last week, I was on a mission to do as many sports as I could uh, for sport relief, there's a sport part of work, yep. um, and I think I managed to tick off officially 15 sports in 12 locations over 14 hours. All live on BBC Radio. Essex, yeah, BBC Essex. Yeah, it was. Uh, it started at 5 a.m., finished at 8 p.m. Uh, it Mate, was insane. I was following the videos. I yeah. saw you do synchronized swimming at 6 a.m. Yeah, was the, that was the first stop. I mean, I it saw right? it at about 9 a.m. But yeah, yeah again, yeah, I can understand. Uh, it was amazing. So much fun. Uh, there will be actually. By the time this podcast goes out, yeah. I'll have, there'll have been a special show on BBC Essex, yeah. which is kind of like the highlights of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting that together at the moment, and that'll play out on Easter Monday. So if you head to the iPlayer page and search for Sport Relief Special, yeah. it'll be on there somewhere. So what time did you, what time did you start again? Uh, so I got into work at three, when, yeah. I, when I usually get in, start my show at four, and at five o'clock my sort of deputy stood in, yeah. and then I cleared off and got in the van and drove off to my first destination, which yeah. was the swimming centre, and uh, yeah, from there it was just 
full on 14 hours of driving and sporting. 14 hours, that's 7pm? Uh, well, yeah, we, yeah. We started the, so the last activity was at an athletic centre yeah. at seven pm, and we basically did athletics for about forty five minutes and finished at about ten to eight. Wow! With a with a sixty meter indoor sprint. <laughs> Jeez, Louise! Straight into a crash mat, and I just collapsed in a heap. It was just <laughs> it was it was brilliant though. A lot of fun, and nice. uh, there were some great surprises and bonus bits and pieces. He's throwing pens all over the place. He's so I exhausted. I, I, I didn't get a chance to do javelin, so, <laughs> so I thought no, I'd yeah, lob a pen across the ta- <laughs> across the table. Um, and then that was followed by a trip to Denmark. Yeah, which was totally unrelated but uh, also sporting it's one of my favourite cities on earth Copenhagen because yeah. um, uh, I went to play American football out there a little international Mental. friendly so that was cool how'd that go? it was really good they were a much better side than we were mm-hmm. um, and there's no no denying that so credit to them cause I would they, have denied Aldridge yeah we slaughtered them no no no, yeah, no it's not absolutely true. Those. not true they beat us but um, they were a cracking team and actually a really good bunch of lads That's we went good. out for dinner afterwards nice. and had a few beers uh, nice. in Copenhagen as well and I picked up this book which you noticed. Yeah. Uh, the, little, the Little Book of Hoog. Yeah. Which is the Danish well, way to live well. It's very cool. It's about and they cushions, do live well. Everyone's cushions and candles. There. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, so maybe we just need more cushions and candles in the world. I think I think um, Copenhagen won uh, Happiest City on Earth in 2000. Several times. They've, yeah. done, they've won it several times. Actually, there's a page in here with some bits and pieces. I just want to quickly blitz through mm-hmm. before we crack on with format. Because um, the word Hoog is the Danish word for this kind of attitude to life yeah but there were some great other words that are unique words from around the world um one of them is inuit and it is iktsuapok okay which is the feeling of anticipation that leads you to look outside to see if anyone is coming okay yeah. <laughs> iktsuapok <laughs> i which, have to do that when you turn up to which, the studio yeah, I which like... i like which i like that one um <laughs> if you know someone who is very sensitive to cold weather in spanish they are a friolero because Frio is cold. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Um, and the last one I'll leave you with is this one, which is a French phrase, rire dans ce barbe. Okay, what's that? Well, it's to laugh in your beard quietly while thinking about something from the past. <laughs> Very specific. I know. But useful. Really specific, isn't yeah. it? And I was, I was thinking like of other British scenarios, which are really unique to being British, and see if we can th- make up a word for something. Okay, yeah. Let's do I that. think it's that anger you get. When you answer a cold call, okay, that feeling you get where you just want you want to say something really abusive and offensive, but the British person in you makes you be overly polite, <laughs> but and in I'm not like a passive aggressive yeah, way. Yeah, passive aggressive. Uh, at, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a response to a cold call, um, and you and you, you you do that sort of shake of the phone. And I was talking about this with someone today. Like I keep getting those. Um, have you been in an accident calls? Oh. Someone calls up. Hi, is that Mr. Shepherd? Maybe. Oh yeah, we've just been told that you were in an accident, um, and we we can help with getting a claim for that, or whatever. I'm like an accident. Uh, describe the accident to me, because it's kind of. It's, and they're like, "Oh no, you you're meant to tell us about the accident." No, you called me about this. <laughs> well, I did bang my head, so I have forgotten yeah. some of the details. Maybe you can fill in the blanks. I'm about to throw this phone at someone. Does that count? Leave it there. Leave it there, because you're starting to look angry. Oh yeah, and I don't want it to affect the podcast. This Lucas has got me well riled up. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> but, um, that was a lot about me. Um, how about you? What have you been up to? I can't top that, Rob. You've, you've just thought, really? I can't do anything. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do, do much. Uh, I've just finished a script, um, which is all right, yeah. hopefully. And uh, um, I'm sure it's better than all right. That, right? Was it? Yeah, it is. It's better than all right. But um, yeah, so that's going to be made into something in a couple of months. Um, my first directing 
position, I guess. Looking um, forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. Hopefully, I don't mess it up and uh, sh- sure waste a lot won't. of people's. You, you've done these things time a and few money. times before. I'm sure it will be fine. I'm, I'm, you should see me on set because I'm just usually the writer. I'm on set just getting in people's waist, tripping over wires, knocking over people's um, food, um, just getting in shots. <laughs> You're that guy, are you? You're I'm that, that guy. guy, yeah. Because they will say, don't let the writer on set. Do not let the writer on set because they'll get in the they'll way. Interfere. They'll interfere. Yeah, they'll interfere. They'll try and like direct it themselves. Um, so I'm very conscious not to be the person. Not, I'm helpful. Like, I'll carry things around. Like, I think on the last thing we did, I carried a sofa down some stairs. That wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I did that that time. I'm pretty sure that's a response everyone has to carrying a sofa downstairs. Yeah. Well, that it's wasn't good. fun. We always kept out of the way in the garden um, and stuff. And uh, just, yeah, that's kind of what I do. But, um, yeah, so I'll be right front and centre, kind of telling people what to do, which will be interesting. Um, and exciting. Exciting. And exciting. Yeah. And, and the thing, and the thing I'm directing, obviously because it's written by me, it's gonna be the first time it's gonna be trans. Something's gonna be translated that I've written in its rawest form. It isn't being uh, through someone else's head and yeah. their interpretation of my writing. Filtered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the full one hundred percent twenty-four carat Jed Shepherd experience. Exactly. And and just the notes I've got from people so far on the script, um, they're like, "Yeah, this is mental." It's like, "Yeah, I'm aware this is mental." You don't have to live with this brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And. Uh, I've heard, how how are you going to film this? This is impossible. Yeah, leave that to me. That's fine. I'll work Let it out. Let me worry about that. <laughs> me worry about it and the cinematographer. Yeah, um, who has uh, who I haven't heard from in a couple of days actually. Um, Maybe drop him a call. But it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so should we crack on to format? Let's I'm sure definitely people crack are, on the format. Uh, waiting we've, for the show. Yeah, we've wanged on a bit. Um, right, so uh, you can go first this week. Uh, we've got a pretty weird one this we week. We have. It's a uh, run below the TV series. <laughs> it's. Uh, no, uh, today um, I am doing something that all of us actually deep down love And it's one of our first TV shows I'm sure we've all um, kind of grasped close to our heart It's the one and only Sesame Street Bob Jelly can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Oh, well, if you go out of here, yeah, out, yeah. go out the door, go left, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, get, walk down to the river. Right. Go in, not into the river, just no. go to it. Got you, yeah. Do a right. Yeah. Right again when you hit the lamppost. Right again, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, across the roundabout. Across the roundabout, get to the... Under uh, the bridge. Yep, yeah, under the bridge. Over the hill. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Do a 360. Yeah. Jump up, click the heels together. Yeah. Sesame Street. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, I will try that. Um, and that's uh, even a lot more information than the theme song. Oh, by the way, those instructions work no matter where you are on Earth. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll try that. Um, so this starts off um, with uh, one of the most catchy 60s uh, theme songs you can possibly get. Yeah. Everybody knows it. It's Sesame, Sesame Street. Um, the thing about this theme song is it puts you straight into uh, uh, what this is about. It's children singing, children yep. being happy. Yeah. Um, it's got that kind of light kind of tone to it. Um, I don't remember the title sequence, though. I, the, the title sequence is, this is because this is the first episode. this is different to latter episodes. Yeah. 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 I, okay. I was, it's kind of changed myself, over the years. 
I was thinking, this isn't what I remember visually. Yeah. Like, audibly, yeah, because you've got the whole the song and, and it's about a minute long or so, which is yeah. quite a long intro for late 60s. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't recognise the, the visuals. Well, the thing that kind of reminded me of um, in horror films when they have children singing to scare, <laughs> to scare you, like in like in Nightmare on Elm Street, like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Kind of felt a little bit that, like that. And the images that you saw were like, like kids, like, skip, jumping rope and just Yeah, but the music was in a major key. It was okay. Yeah, exactly. Um... But this uh, this show, as everyone knows, is uh, one of the most um, esteemed and uh, kind of important TV shows. Still going today. Yeah, ever, in children's entertainment. And in fact, I would say yeah. that um, when this episode goes out, mm-hmm. um, just three days ago was the latest episode. Wow. On Easter Saturday, there was the latest new episode. Is it borderline 50 years or something, I'm sure, uh, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's season 48. It is, yeah. Episode 20, I think, if I'm right in saying, <laughs> was out was on television, probably in the States, a few days but ago. on Easter Saturday. Wow, and obviously this has all, all gone all around the world, and, and all around the world is their own country's versions. Well, let's talk about a little bit what Sesame yep. Street is. It's an American educational children's TV show, whereas before this... Um, uh, there was basically children's TV shows, but it's kind of what's called, and, and people who work television called it like a children's wasteland where everything that was designed for TV weren't educating them properly. Or it's kind yeah. of. What it was one- more subtle, wasn't it? Yeah. Like anything that was educational was more sort of subtle, subliminal exactly. education, rather than, whereas this was very much designed to teach children stuff yeah exactly so what you get is um not only just one person's point of view of what should kids should be educated in but um this has been workshopped um before they even kind of uh, made the first episode they worked workshop this around um, multiple cities they had seminars about it um about how to make the perfect um, yep. children's television show because there was um if there was basically a government grant given to anyone who could um do something to help um, teach, especially underprivileged kids, how to how to read and write properly. So um, the makers, uh, the creators of Sesame Street, they just were having dinner with this guy who had the who was in charge of this grant, and they were like, "Well, why don't we utilize television to do this?" So their idea was, um, we'll basically ask kids. Um, what they want to learn and we'll ask teachers and stuff and we'll go around all of America we'll and create and say, these little yeah, scenarios and exactly and we'll find out exactly what people actually want to learn and what they should be learning um, and at one of these seminars uh, there was a guy a young guy known as Jim Henson and uh, never heard of him yeah because before before that <laughs> there wasn't gonna there weren't gonna be any puppets in this um and uh, met Jim Henson was like okay well we'll see what this puppet thing is like uh, he probably said no it's Muppets um <laughs> And, but it wasn't one of the kind of main main. No, it's on not. It. No. So the, the what they wanted to do was have a multicultural street, um, an urban city street, um, a street that people can um, empathise with and kind of recognise. They wanted kids in the inner cities to be looking on TV and, and go, "Oh, that's me. That's I'm like represented." My street. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. As one of the things I definitely noticed about it was this. So it was a very clever um, arrangement of settings. And personnel. Yeah. Um, and I know you use that sort of phraseology on purpose, but it's, it's very clever, the mixture of adults and children, and, and obviously the Muppets as well that you meet. Yeah. Um, they're all very much from all walks of life, and that's both, well, that's, that's gender, that's sex, that's age. Um, yeah. And, it, and, I, and I think it's, un- it's got to be probably one of the first things to, to have done this in 1969 yeah. when it was first aired. Well, they weren't really sure how to do the whole, like... Muppets thing with with live action. So when they and I, and I would say actually, sorry, jump back in. Yeah, this might be the very first show 
probably of any sorts, mm-hmm. where there was a black lead. Oh, yeah. Based, based like, late, late yeah. 60s. And that was very much exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted, because they felt if it was an educational quite show. quite brave. That is, I mean, even yeah. though, though the purpose of the show is education and it's aimed at children, like you say, still a very brave thing to do because there would have been a large amount of the yeah. population, especially in the States, yeah. who would have taken one look at this and gone, nope, not having it. Yeah. So what they because so, of the, because of the era it was in. Yeah. So what they tried to do is uh, get uh, someone who represented uh, the underprivileged kind of kids, people who who they wanted to target directly um, um, in in these inner cities who were who they felt weren't getting the, the kind of like education that they needed mm. um, in schools and just in in life. So ha- seeing a strong black man on television. Um, who is um, intelligent, who is um, popular, who has friends all over the place and is is teaching you something and it not patronize, in a not patronising way. That's, that's the thing. Kids don't want to be talked down to. They want to be spoken to um, like people. Yeah. Um, and this, I feel Sesame Street just walks the, walks the line perfectly with I think this. it breaks a lot of the, the norms especially for this I mean again we, we've, we've said this about other shows we talked about we weren't around in the 60s we don't know we're just doing this from our historical knowledge yeah, but yeah, yeah. it seems like it not only was it trying to do something new in that educational front but it was also just trying to break down barriers yeah in all senses of the word. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I've read quite a lot of the history of Sesame Street um, in this. Probably more research than, I've, than I usually do, because I find it really interesting. Yeah. So, so um, they basically, when they first did it, they were told by the network that it, kids don't want to see Muppets interacting with people, so keep them all separate. So the street bits, they want that to be all about the inner city, all humans, that's right. And they wanted the Muppet bits to be just like cutaways, yep. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bit like the, the Bert and Ernie bit where he's yeah, in the bath. exactly. That's exactly it. So when they... Which they did very cleverly because uh, doesn't the guy say to the little girl, uh, Sally, the little girl yeah. Sally, isn't she? Um, he says, oh, can you hear that? Oh, yeah. that's that's Bert singing. If he's singing, you know he's in the in the tub. Exactly. Well, we'll come on to we'll come on to like what happens in the actual show in just a second. Yeah. Just just so I can get the history out of the way. Um, so the um, so the networks told them they they wanted the um, people to be separate from the Muppets, um, and then they actually showed um, before it went out on on air. Maybe about three four months before we went out on air, they showed it to people, and, and people were like, "Okay, the, the Muppets bits were good, but the actual um, street bits were a bit boring." The kids kind of switched off a little bit. So um, the, the makers of um, Children's Television Workshop went, "Okay, well, well we're going to ignore what people tell us to do. This is something quite new." So they were like, "Okay, well, let's design some um, last minute. Let's design some." Uh, Muppets and some puppets, or whatever, to interact with the humans, and that's where Oscar the Grouch came in. Yeah, and Big Bird, last minute, last minute additions. Really, and Big Bird's like one of the most popular like characters of all time. He's basically their Mickey Mouse. So um, yeah, and that's maybe why Big Bird looks like uh, a scary weirdo in this episode. He looks like a drunk yeah, canary. He does an eight foot drunk canary. An absolutely nightmare version of a Big Bird. I put it on Twitter. I think that. Big Bird looks like he's been hit by a comet right in his face. <laughs> it's just very strange. And Oscar the Grouch is orange. Yes, he is. Oscar yeah. the Grouch is orange. So um, this first episode, straight away, because uh, before the, this pilot episode aired, um, they people knew that they had something good here. So they filmed, I think it was um, uh, Xerox, the company Xerox. Mm. They you can see how much research I've done here. Xerox uh, gave $80,000 to Children's Television Workshop to create a... 
um, almost like a making of a, a road to Sesame Street it was called which was kind of an introduction to the characters before the series started right um, and that aired just before um, the actual first episode before this episode yeah. okay so um, when the first episode came uh, came on people already knew what the kind of characters they so kind that's of knew. clever yeah very clever and um it was popular straight away immediately just massively popular and never stopped really there's been some well, dips over the years literally has not stopped because they're still making it to this day yeah and i'm keen to see what you think of uh, the various different uh bits well, of it. well I, I mean we're trying to do it quickly because yeah. um there's quite a lot it's quite long it's 53 54 it's long. minutes it's, long. it's nearly an hour and then repeat She's a bunch brave. don't they you, well, that's a very key thing, and I picked up on because that. Because kids like repetition. Well, it's very, yeah, it's a key part of education is that yeah. repetition is very good for children to absorb stuff. The more you repeat it, yeah. the more it sinks in. So that that's very much but a key. But as an adult, you're thinking, no, I've, seen, I've, just, I've already I've seen this seen three this. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're watching it with a different mindset yeah, now, aren't yeah. we? So um, we'll speed through a bit of this. Um, loved, loved the bit about the washing song, which just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> when in the shower and stuff. No, it's yeah, it's, it's the bath song. It's that you know why do you call it Rosie? And then there's the there's a bath. No, the washing song is not the bath thing, is it? It's the you um, can clean anything. Is that that's what it? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can clean anything. And doesn't he clean his right fa- right side of his face? His yeah. right side of his neck. Then his right arm. His right well, side. I've got a note here that they removed this from the DVD release of this episode because it's a kid in the shower, basically. So yeah. you can't really have that anymore. But it's I mean it's it's, it's obviously like very but again it's that whole use of music for education purposes it's it's still today a very key tool yeah um uh, we say this oh you're talking about the Solomon Grundy washes the left part on yes. Monday he yeah, washes yeah, yeah, the left yeah, yeah. side yeah yeah yeah, yeah sorry funny. there's so much going on in this episode and it, and it does it does make sense when you watch it you know from start to finish but yeah. when you're trying to explain it it sounds like it's mad there's a lot of washing things because then there was the Ernie washing song there's the whole bath thing yeah it's like they must have workshop this well, and all the kids were just like it's about encouraging children to stay clean and yeah. healthy and, and, and I guess there's that sort of underlying message there yeah. um, learning to count learning the letters of the alphabet as well yeah. bit random the combination of letters S, E and W so very close to S E X, isn't well, it? Well, I thought to be honest with you, Jeez. it was not even that. But I was, I thought when they got S and E, I thought they were going to spell out Sesame. Ah, uh, so I, that was how I was sort of looking well, at W it. maybe Workshop because Children's Television Workshop changed their name to yeah, Sesame Workshop in the year two thousand. Maybe you never know. Um, some of it seemed a bit ad lib, like. Some of the human interactions. Oh, so, the, the kid stuff. I'm sure she she so didn't they, even know she was on TV. Yeah, probably not. So therefore, the grown-ups were having to react to whatever they said. Yeah, yeah. So there was little moments where um, the guy and the lady, Je- is it Jenny? Um, uh, Jenny, yeah. So Gordon. Gordon uh, and Jenny, that's yeah. it. Um, and Sally's the little kid. That, yeah. So Sally's been, been shown around. She's new to the street. Well, this is another thing. We talk about having new characters in the first episode straight yeah. away. Yeah. So if you're a new child watching this show for the first time, you're like Sally. You're, yeah. You've arrived on Sesame Street for the first time. You don't know anyone. Yeah. And they do a really good job of introducing brilliant. you to every person on the street and, of course, Absolutely brilliant, the yeah. Muppets as well. Just, just textbook pilot episode this, stuff here. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. Um, the Milk Song. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Loved I tr- it. I'm not going to lie to you I tried to learn how to play that yeah yeah so that's called Hey Cow right Hey Cow (laughs) Um, and it's just about singing about eating grass the green grass and making milk it's literally it's great Um, and it's sung it's sung with such a 
a delicate beauty. Yeah. It's like a little ballad. Yeah. And I can't help but think what was going through that singer's mind <laughs> when he was stood in front of the microphone singing it. The thing is, there's so many good songs in this. Somewhat must have been high. Yeah. We should we should have done this show live and then performed the songs ourselves. The bath song. Um, the well, I'm milk sure song. there'll be a reason to come back to Sesame Street when we review the Muppets, <laughs> which true. we must put on yeah, the list we need to, as yeah. well. Um, um, Oscar, interesting combination of human and Muppet interaction there after Big Bird, because Big Bird is clearly a... Kids, avert your ears. Yeah. Good. Uh, clearly an adult in costume. What? What? What do you mean? It's a bird, is Yeah, it? yeah. Well, you know, it's a big eight-foot bird. Yeah, whereas yeah, Grouch yeah. Is, whereas Oscar is, is, a, is a green... is an orange monster. Yeah, yeah. lives in a three-storey bin. They, they must have just, like, I don't know, just put an advert on Gumtree or something... Eight foot bird needed, and then yeah. he turned up. Yeah, short, short bit of work. Temporary one, one day's work. <laughs> yeah. Turns out like fifty years work. Um, I like the interaction between the kid and Oscar the Grouch. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, because like um, you think, oh, he's and, a it's, and that's the adult joke in it there yeah, because yeah. he was making re- reference to the fact that Gordon's disturbed him, banging on the lid. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, in the thirty seconds I've known you, kid, you've not interrupted me. You're not banged on the lid, and, yeah, and it was really funny. So there's little adult jokes in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Anythings, the little hand puppets, yeah. the Anythings, loved that. Yeah, little that weirdos. So, yeah, but it was so clever to put almost on screen the making of puppets. What? Oh, well, those because the way, those yeah, little puppets. Little the, the sock thing. The ones so, that sing, consider yourself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they come out and they're just socks on yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Really good. And then they go, I need some girl eyes. Yeah, and I need yeah, some yeah. hair, I need some blonde hair, and then I need some boy eyes, and yeah. then I need some mum eyes and dad eyes and uncle eyes and uncle hair. And, <laughs> and it was so clever. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. such a, a clever um, way of being crafty, as, you know, like with craft, creativity. Yeah. Um, and also, the, the, you know, the family sticks together as well. It's yeah. sort of like, oh, that's all right. No, that's uncle. This is just that. And like the kids. It's so smart. And the kids have been shown around to, to all the people in Sesame Street. And like we said, this is what you do in a pilot episode. This is how you introduce all of the characters. You get someone new coming in. Yeah. And then you have an excuse to introduce um, everyone because you're seeing it from her point of view. Um, there's also a little kind of like, and this is, uh, becomes a, a standard uh, template in Sesame Street episodes. You have like a like a filmed bit that's filmed like in a children's playground or something with yep. the kids running around kind of saying things to screen. Um, and there's one bit where um, um, there's another song called The Two Song. Um, and that's, yes. So, and, and Sesame Street's great because it teaches you about numbers in a way that you're unlikely to forget because um, whereas... So damn catchy. Yeah, whereas before you, you might not think anything about the number two. Now you've got a reason to like know and want to sing about number two yeah and just kids singing about numbers is, is just a, a great thing um oh it's brilliant other thing uh, uh, two more things i want to mention the hanging of the picture with buddy and jim yeah hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah it was so good. smart yeah. again it's proper slapstick comedy yeah. uh, i was thinking who are buddy and jim were they a famous like duo before this no idea no hmm. idea. Well, I... But I love them. I have a semi... semi like the, the creator of this... The nail's the wrong way round. So how do we do this? We put, <laughs> how about we put the so wall good. on the other side? Yeah. I felt it was like an Abbott and Costello or like a Three Stooges type thing. Yeah. Um, but like apparently all, everyone who, who worked on Sesame Street, which includes the start, the kind of crew and the people on in front of the camera, they're all just like mates of the creator. He didn't like really audition anyone. He was just like, oh yeah, can you... And they weren't actors in the first place. They were just people he knew. He was just like, yeah, do you want to be in the show? Uh, you seem like the right fit. 
and then they just did it. And that's why it seems really natural and like everyone yeah. seems comfortable. Yeah. From from the start. But you're right, that Buddy and Jim hanging picture <clears throat> thing is is brilliant. Probably one, favorite, <laughs> probably, probably one of my favourite probably one of my favourite comedy sketches I've yeah. seen this year. Yeah. And my my favourite bit in the whole episode, and they repeated it about three times, is What's the W. Yeah, Wonder the Witch. With, with Kermit. Oh, not, not, not the W Kermit, because there was a whole W thing going on oh, here yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, Wonder the Witch. Wonder the Witch. Just um, everything she has is, is W, so she's got like um, a worm that she ties around her waist. Instead of a belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, she goes oh, to the brilliant. well to get some water. Yeah. And she's a wand to uh, make some warm water in the yeah. cauldron. It's to just put great. her wig in, to wash her wig. Exactly. And this is like perfect to show your kid, because your kid has no... Season vocabulary. Yeah, they don't know what that letter is. is. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's and so yeah, good. And then Kermit does a, um, a lecture about the num- letter W, and is this the first appearance? Well, obviously it yeah. is. 40 of Cookie t- Monster. 42 minutes before you see Kermit in this yeah. episode. And, C- and Cookie Monster, both of them in the same same. Although segment. he doesn't get introduced as Cookie Monster, does he? He's just, what is he? Just monster? I, I think he's just monster of this, but he may not even be that. He just yeah. literally appears and eats the W. Yeah, and he looks slightly different. The cookie Monster looks a little bit just like two eyes tap on on like a furry ball, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Kermit obviously wasn't um, the kind of main kind <clears throat> of uh, character in this yet. No. Uh, but you could still see there were signs. There were signs because he is very good. And I was thinking, wow, from the very, very first episode, but it's, it's, he looks like he, he kind of yeah. did... Yeah, he doesn't look he too has, different today than yeah. he does then. And I thought it was interesting, actually, if, when you think about the combination of the creatures. Now, you've got your, your, your Oscar, you've got your Cookie Monster, and yeah. they're just kind of monster sort of shapes, yeah, whereas yeah, you've got yeah. Big Bird, yeah. and it's interesting to have a bird that's eight feet tall, yeah. and then have a frog. Uh, and, it, you know, it's like, it's, it's yeah. a strange selection of creatures, but actually somehow they were perfect. Well, well the thing that's interesting to me is... Why? So if they're all because cats and dogs seems like the obvious, surely. Yeah. Well, you'd think so, but like Big Bird isn't a Muppet because no. if you look at the Muppet Show, Big Bird's never in it. No, that's true. Which is interesting. But then, what constitutes a Muppet in Sesame Street? Because at the moment, only Kermit is the only Muppet there. Yes. Everyone else Good is point. just is just children's television workshop people um but sandwiched um this kermit bit is sandwiched between the two wonder the witch yeah which i think i mean at the time it's like did i press backwards somehow yeah i thought i'd skipped back by accident and then had to go no it's it's just clever 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 repetition is what makes it stick in your head um and then you've got um carol burnett who's a celebrity uh, at the time um and she says the words and and i cracked up by myself and i probably at two in the morning She's like, wow, one of the witches is weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, one of the witch is weird. And it's so funny that you just have a random celebrity come on and say that because that's exactly what I was thinking. This is weird. And then she comes on and says it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and then you've got a whole section about uh, worms because the W's for worms. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Kermit come back again. Um, but then um, the W comes to life and attacks him. Yeah. Just genius. This whole thing's just amazing. Yeah, it's it's... It's clever that they've managed to make a show educational. Number one, this long yeah. about education and it's entertaining for kids. And it's fast-paced because kids haven't got a great attention span. Yeah. So you've got repetition, it's fast. And also, this is the introduction of the song, One of These Things. In this episode, Susan sings... Yes, One of, one these, of these Things, things is Not Like not the, the other. other. Yeah, and this I thought that was like that was from like the 80s or something. Um, but no, it's from the very first episode of Sesame Street, One of These Things, Susan sings it. Um, and then we get a repeat of the worm thing. 
Um, and I just love it. And just the fact that every episode from that, from then on is um, has an, an, uh, letters and numbers attributed to it. It's just perfect. Another subtle comment, uh, uh, comments, um, subjects like the washing thing. Yeah, you know that that is all right. The reinforced by the W, but it's it's a it's a personal thing as well, like being clean. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sure yeah. there was probably one about eating good food and you know being nice to one another and things like that. So yeah, yeah they, yeah. they do such a clever job of it, and it's and it's still. Well, 50 years next year, this episode. It's crazy. It still somehow feels like it would work absolutely perfectly today. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you can, don't watch the, the DVD release of this because they edit a whole bunch of stuff out. Like t- They take out that washing song and they, they insert in a different song, though, which seems to be about a chicken, which could be kind of cool, <laughs> which is fine with me. Um but yeah, um, to be quite honest, I bloody love this. Uh, it was not amazing. only yeah, not and only is it important, weird, weird to me. I was entertained. This is yeah. to me, it's really entertaining. It's just an entertainment show. Yeah, well done. It's just so good. I really, really enjoyed Bravo it. Bravo to Joan Gans Cooney <coughs> and Lloyd Morissette, the the creators and the producers of the yeah. show. Yeah, um, absolute stroke of genius. Yeah. It, and if and if you don't believe anything we've just said, the fact is it's just shown another brand new episode three days back. It's crazy. Need we say any more? Yeah, and like all of the kind of rules of uh, a pilot to me is is covered here. You all all the great theme of, tune, great theme song, new character. Yeah, um, I learned something. I exactly. feel invested in the characters that are in it. Doesn't make you want to watch the next episode. Damn right, it yeah, does. it definitely does. It makes me want to watch all forty eight years of it, forty eight <laughs> seasons. Genuinely does. Uh, Four thousand four hundred ninety one episodes. Wow. Sesame Street podcast? I, I'm, Keep us going for I am so up for that. You have no idea. <laughs> oh my God. And then we do a song at the end, based on, like on every, every episode, based on one of the songs on the show. Yeah. All right. Joking aside, <laughs> yeah. we might have hit on something here. <laughs> a kid's Sesame Street podcast. That but, is but, good. Uh, we don't aim it at like, the listeners of the pilot podcast. We aim, aim it at, at the, the kids. kids. Yes, I like that. We should do that. We should do that. Right. I, I think I can probably cancel a couple hours sleep a night. <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's do it. Okay, let's send some ideas Anyone back else forth. fancy being involved, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Our details are at the end of the podcast. Yeah, and if you've ever loved Sesame Street um, and it's kind of influenced your life, let us know how. We'll, we'll talk about it in our new podcast. We'll think of a name for it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, uh, seriously, that's a great that's idea. A great idea. Uh, listen, let's score it yeah. after we've done the next show, okay. which is very similar in, in some aspects, yeah. um, in that it's another educational children's show. Uh, yeah. But this one's from uh, this side of the pond, and it's my choice. Yes. And it is the fantastic Rainbow. <laughs> this show i love it but it is derivative of sesame street oh god yeah oh absolutely yeah. it is it's basically ses- a british sesame street yeah. there's nothing wrong with no, that whatsoever not denying it and yeah, yeah you're right nothing wrong with that whatsoever yeah. um i've got a question though go on before you start about talking about is this more surreal than sesame street because i thought yeah. sesame street was weird yeah rainbow seems to be a bit weirder this is definitely so if sesame street was um like when you've had too much Lucas Aid, this <laughs> is days. this is when you've had gone off mushrooms. Uh, th- I th- this is absolutely well. My second comment here. So I wrote uh, iconic theme tune. Yeah, love the theme tune. Uh, the title sequence, the whole opening to this show from episode one, straight in there. Love mm-hmm. it, and yeah. it's so memorable as well. And that that tune will now be in your head 
probably for a couple of days now. So it is a great sorry, theme song. not sorry. Yeah. Um, my second thing I wrote down was Bungle is terrifying. Holy moly! Like we said, I cannot believe I watched this as a child and was not absolutely. <laughs> well, we we just spoke about Big Bird having a weird face in the first episode. Yeah. Um, this is like from from the, my darkest nightmares. <laughs> I, I write horror stuff and this is I couldn't even think of this and his face I see, when I close my eyes that night I, I see his beady eyes and squashed face looking back at me oh my god you wouldn't want to meet him on a dark and stormy night uh, no it's it's amazing so um, the premise of the show very much like Sesame Street is educational it's based on yeah. teaching children things uh, nowhere near as long it's about 18 minutes long 20 minutes long at yeah. tops um, I don't know whether later episodes got longer or, or shorter, I don't know. Uh, but because it's on ITV, it had to fit in adverts, so it was about it's the 20-minute 20 20 yeah. arc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got David, who's the who's the man in this. Um, he's the sort of, I guess, the host of the show, the sort yeah. of teacher. He was there before Jeffrey turned up. So, um, yeah, so most people will, will remember Jeffrey, Jeffrey yeah. uh, in later series, but David was the original. I never um, knew that there was another... I thought it was Jeffrey from, from the get-go. So died, to be honest yeah. with you, until I watched it. Um, Bungle is a bear. Borderline, yeah. <laughs> he's he's. Have you seen Annihilation? Uh, that new film on Netflix? Not yet. Oh, this isn't as much. There's a bit with a bear in it, and the bear's scary. The bungle's, bungle's scarier, scarier than the bear from Annihilation. And if you've seen Annihilation, you know exactly what I mean. Bungle <laughs> is scarier. Um. <laughs> so it's set in like their house, uh, and their house, Rainbow is, house? It is is. Just three walls that are sort of freestanding and they're not attached or anything. So it's very much on a studio set, and there's no get you know there's no denying that. You look at it as a grown up, that's what it is. But yeah. as a child, it's very much like a, a big uh, fun house, playhouse, really. Yeah. Uh, in that sort of sense, very colourful, lots of bright colours. Uh, and the first thing you see is Bungle drawing around a plate on a piece of paper. Yeah. So he's got a, a dinner plate and a crayon, and he's just drawing round the outside of it to to draw a circle. Straight um, to the action. <clears throat> like no introductions. No, no messing around. No, no intro. Yeah. David like, comes in yeah. and says, what are you doing, Bungle? There you go. You've got his name straight away. And I was like, step away, mate. Do, do not mess with this bear. He's doing his thing. He's a bear. Let him do it. He's yeah. a bear and he looks like that. He's a bear on his hind legs, drawing around a, pay, a plate in your front room. Move, <laughs> mate. Get out there. Just lock the door and Shift move. It. Yeah. Um, so he draws He draws around this, this, uh, this plate and he says to Bungle, uh, David says to Bungle, he goes, uh, what have you drawn there? And he goes, well, it's I've, I've drawn around the plate. He goes, what shape is that then? And he goes... Plate shaped, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. And I it's, thought it was a bit passive aggressive. Is it look look at him? Plate is plate shaped. Yeah, you? you idiot. <laughs> um, obviously, and again, this is where the whole sort of you know really trying to emphasise or, or encourage children to sort of almost shout the television and sort of yeah, go, yeah. it's a circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. And then then he goes on to show about square and the triangle. And throughout this episode, there's lots of repetition. With, I did like with that. The bit, circle, with, the, square, with the shapes. Yeah, you know, and and that's obviously what they were trying to get across in this pilot episode was that you know we're t- teaching about shapes today yeah um really interesting the the little diagram um where they sort of try and put the uh the round of the, the circle the round peg in yep. the triangular hole yep. in the square hole mm-hmm. and then the round hole and it's that very much that premise of you know teaching children to match up shapes and to see yep. patterns and things like that which is very clever uh practical life examples as well i thought that was really interesting because uh, it's very much I don't know if you've watched much recent children's television, um, mm. but 
it doesn't just cartoon network stuff yeah but it doesn't seem to use actual real life examples what do you mean so that they, they go about going on the bus so okay. the oh, children yeah, are waiting yeah. by the bus stop and the bus stop is a square yeah the sign that's a square but the circle inside it yeah and they sort of like there's a square and the sign is a circle yeah if you go on the bus and go upstairs you can see all sorts of shapes and yeah. they go around and they see the other road signs that's a direct lift from sesame street i feel they yeah, do of that, course yeah. it is and, and that's fine again it's not a problem but I actually think that that's a really good way of it not is. only teaching children what you want to teach them, but yeah. you're giving them real life examples that they'll, that they will see. You know, yeah. you're cir- I'm just looking at the window behind you, which is circular. Yeah, um, you know, and it's it's using that stuff you can you see on a day to day basis, which really re-emphasizes it. So even when the show's finished, mm-hmm. they're still going to learn. Yeah, because they'll go out to school or shopping with mum or dad and and they'll see things on the bus and they'll go look circle and the, and then you yeah. know it's starting to sink in you know people right now are thinking rob jelly how can a window be circular just in case anyone doesn't know at post pop hq where we record all the podcasts uh there's big circle windows <laughs> that's just how it is because it's a shipping container and it's almost like shipping nautical themed despite being on the second floor up in yeah. the shipping container <laughs> yeah it's fine don't worry um I also quite liked there was a joke um, with Mooney and Sunshine, which are these two little separate characters, which I totally forgot about. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't know nope. ever seen them before. I'm not sure if they got axed somewhere yeah. down the line because I don't remember them. Yeah. But Mooney and Sunshine were talking uh, and they're essentially little hand puppets. Yeah. Um, and he said, like, you know, uh, a square's got four sides and a triangle's got three sides. How many sides have you got, Mooney? And he's like, um, I don't know. And Sunshine goes, you've got two sides. Two sides? Inside and outside. That was quite good. Uh, so clever. Did you think they were going to say front side and back side? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Or left side and right side. Something something along those lines. Yeah. But it was even smarter. Yeah. Using inside and outside. Very clever. Clever, clever. I like that a lot. Um, loved the shape song. Yeah. yeah Again, yeah. Yes. wanted to try and learn how to play that. So... So the, the music in Rainbow has always been interesting to me because, you know, in later episodes... Much more complex than just a little 4-4, four, four, you know, three-chord yeah. three song. Yeah. Well, but they basically have live band performances. like it. Wow. <laughs> well, M- Mime. Well, the thing that I remember from Rainbow from watching... That drummer was not playing. <laughs> you know, like, so we, we, we know Roger and Freddie. Yep. They, they were the, the standards. They were probably the first band kids got into. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to see Roger and Freddie because they were on every episode of, of Rainbow. Yeah. But what you, people don't... No, is before Roger and Freddy, Freddy, it was Roger and Matt. Yeah. Right? And do you know who Matt was? No. It was Matthew Corbett, who is who invented Sooty, who was the one who oh, in, wow. in the Sooty show. So he went straight from uh, being one of Roger and Freddy, Roger Rod and Matt, to, to being being Sooty, being being Sooty's hand, basically, and, and doing all that stuff. Wow. And now that. his son is the Sooty guy. Oh, cool. So, yeah. It goes to show that they're, they're, they're in that mindset of that educational sort of programming, that children's entertainment side of things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally, it's a great, it's, a, it's an obvious progression, really, yeah. to go from one show to another. Um, there's a strange sort of cutaway as well in this. Um, like Sesame Street, they had the sort of studio house set. Yeah. And they got little Mooney and Sunshine bit We haven't talked well. about the characters yet. We haven't talked about... Are you about to? Well, yeah, I was going to get Let's into them. Um, and then there's a Jake and Sally little yeah. sketch as well when they're filling the box full of rocks. Don't remember any of those people. No, don't yeah. like, so I don't know if that was a sort of like one-off and they, they did different little cutaways and whatnot. Um, but there's there's lots of little cutaways and the song is its own little sort of section of the show as well. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, the, this show is weird. And it gets weirder the more episodes you watch. But yeah, I mean, the main protagonists are just downright weirdos anyway. Yeah. You've got Zippy, who... Well, you don't even see until like three minutes before the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't get introduced to him either. No. He just appears because you've got the you've got Roger, Freddie and Matt yeah. playing the shape song. Yeah. Then there's a cutaway to something else and then they come back and then it's Roger, Bungle and Zippy. Yeah, doing like the windows. No, it's through a window, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Zippy's through a window. Bungle and Roger. I, look, I can't even work <laughs> out what I'm saying. It's that strange. But Zippy appears out of nowhere. This yeah. sort of orangey, yellowy, beige monster thing with a zip over its mouth. Yeah. But, and then he's the triangle player all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, yeah, you just watched a band do it, and now you're watching Bungle and Zippy get involved. But you never get doing the harmonies, to Zippy, though, which yeah. is a bit weird. Yeah, because, like, as we know, Zippy is a like loud, brash one. He's the one who always gets him into trouble. George is the kind of pink hippo who's always like, oh, Zippy, what have you done now? You've yeah. just stabbed a man or whatever. And, and there's no George in this. No, is there no George in this? No. Oh. George doesn't appear in this. You've only got Bungle and Zippy and David. Oh, George doesn't even, appear in this episode. That didn't even cross my mind because I saw Bungle and Zippy doing the, the shape saying, song. Like, so Zippy comes in like right at the end to do this this shape song for the second time. Yeah, repetition yeah, yeah. again, good. But you don't get told, this, oh, hello, Zippy. <laughs> hello, Bungle. You know, you don't get any of that. You just get straight into the song again. So like, Bungle's a bear. So basically Zippy has murdered uh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, and taken over on the drums. <laughs> Why not? Um, and Bungle's obviously you know tied up Roger and put him in the cupboard or something. I don't know. He's. I think Roger would have gone in the cupboard anyway, just if Bungle told him to, because Bungle <laughs> is scary as hell. Frightening. I've just read there's been five Bungles. Five, yeah, there's yeah. There's been five Bungles. And there's been two Zippies, I think. So, so oh, hold on. So, um, George's a hippo, hippo, Bungle's a bear, yep. Zippy's a... I don't know. What's Zippy? I don't know what Zippy is. Someone needs to find out because it's mental. Alien. That's the closest. He's like one of those, um, do you remember the Smash adverts? Yes. He's like one of those. He's a Smash character. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, mental. Right, I mean, it's mental, but you're watching it as an adult and you're watching it with a totally different mindset as a child. This is brilliant. It's colourful. It's fun. It's it's educational as well. Yeah. Um, and they make up words like Mooney and Sunshine just before the end. They use the word fuzzle gurks, <laughs> which is just brilliant. You know, it's just it's just a wonderful word. Are they playing Reading on the uh, on the Sunday? Yeah, they're yeah. on the Sunday. Uh, right. On the, what stage are they on? I've got to find out for you. Yeah. Yeah, the fuzzle gurks are good. Quite good. <laughs> yeah. Um, first album was better though yeah yeah. yeah, but that's that's natural isn't it Um, it first aired on the 1st of September 1972 so it's about three years after Sesame Street so you can see naturally the sort of adopted you know things but but very much the British twist to it yeah very much so yeah Um, and as, as we say very much shorter as well to fit in with the commercial sort of nature of ITV or ITN, what it was called at that time. Yeah, um, wildly popular at the time. Yeah, and axed all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it turned out in 92, it was just done. Probably at its peak. I know they've, they've tried to bring it back since then. No, but I think a- because they kind of just cut it off and it never returned, yeah. it it sort of gained this cult status. Oh, it definitely has, yeah. Um, and anyone that used to watch it or remembers watching it as a child has it as this fond memory and this sort of trip down memory lane, which is which is quite nice. Yeah, and there's the fame... And a part of me thinks if they ever brought it back, I would not watch it. 
Well, well, one thing I would watch is the kind of infamous adult episodes. Do you know about this? Oh, there's the maracas. Yeah, stuff like that. And I mean, there's so many, there's so many sort of subliminal messages that you, if you YouTube them, there is yeah. hundreds. If, for those who don't know, we were up all night playing on Jane's bongos. <laughs> yeah, there was um, there was an episode that was never meant to be aired. It was just done for their for their Christmas party, for the, right? To be um, so they filmed one scene with um, some very suggestible things, like for instance, uh, George is, is peeling a banana, and he goes. One skin, two skin, three skin, four, and then uh, he gets cut off by someone. Um, so it's like just stuff like that. But, um, but I think that's the beauty of making children's television is is that actually, um, for almost all kids' TV, adults will have to absorb it in some way, shape, or form. So to yeah. have those little moments where you just give a little nod to the grown up in the room and sort of acknowledge their presence, I think is. Um, I think it's just as endearing as all the stuff that is for the children as well. Yeah. Those little sort of... Rec- it's not easy. Those moments that you, all you're doing is you're recognising that a grown-up has put their child, yeah. you know, you know, brought their child up and, you know, has put them in front of the television for five minutes mm-hmm. and is more than likely watching it with them whilst doing the ironing or yeah. cooking or whatever it is. So um, I think it's quite a nice sort of almost a little tip of the hat to the, to the parent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's not easy making a television show for kids because no. their attention spans are zero, so you need to have Which something engaging. Which makes me wonder why Sesame Street was so flipping long. Well, I guess... I, I don't know. I guess there's a lot... You can keep your kid still for an hour, I guess. And that's Good just... Luck. That's why it was yeah, successful. Was that's, yeah. quite a, that's quite an achievement if you can do that. Yeah. Um, you know what? Once, uh, just as a quick aside, I... I, I I pitched something to CBBC. Well, it was CBBS. Yeah. Um, like um, they wanted n- new talent for a, a new TV show ideas. So I pitched them something. They did not like it because it was basically Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors in kids' form. Um, and yeah, they they went into that. <laughs> I'm into that, Jed. Yeah, I'm thanks. into that. I'll commission it when I'm boss. Cheers. Um, there was over a thousand episodes of Rainbow. Yeah, uh, between seventy two and ninety two, so that's that's pretty wow. substantial. That's, that's a pretty run. substantial run. And in that time, Bungle had probably only killed seven or eight people, so probably only. Yeah, yeah. good going. Stop. Yeah, I mean, David's nowhere to be seen. So yeah, um, Rainbow House, Murder House, uh, more like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shall we score them? <laughs> yes, we should. All yeah. right, let's do Sesame Street first. I feel this might be an incredibly high score. Yeah. So uh, you can go first. What are you giving it? Um, I feel like I'm. I'm giving loads of high scores recently, and this is very unlike me. We just had a run of really good shows. I can't, I can't, I can't help it. I'm going to give it a nine. I want to give it a nine point five. The only thing stopping me from giving it higher than a nine is the fact that it was um, top lost. I wanted more of the characters that I knew. Um, I wanted because I love uh, yeah, Snuggleupagus, okay. that the elephant guy. He doesn't come in until ten years down the line. Um, but what I saw, almost, almost perfect television, perfect pilot episode, funny, entertaining for all ages. I was laughing my head off at this. So yeah, it's a strong, strong, strong nine. Well, I'm I'm not going to be um, so. Um I would just go nine and a half, mate. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it down just yeah. because you're not sure. I loved it. Yeah. I think if I, and I am a child at heart. I yeah. try to be on every day, try to sort of enhance a little bit of childish nature in me every day to enjoy life mm-hmm. from one day to the next. And I think this is just, this is 1969. I this can't is believe it. Genius. You could literally put that episode Absolute out right now. Genius. It would go down a treat. 18.5 thoroughly deserved score. Yeah. Um, I'll slot that into the, uh, table in a moment uh, but Rainbow Rainbow um, um, I 
I, I there's certain bits of this I prefer over Sesame Street in the wow. in that I I think um, it's less scatty in that there's less going on. Mm-hmm. So I think children would probably pick up or probably certainly learn more quicker. Uh, the shorter nature of it, I think, as well, means you can probably consume a couple of episodes on the bounce and therefore learn twice as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not the original. Mm-hmm. Um, it did only last 20 years. It's still a good run, don't get me wrong. Only 20 years, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it a strong eight. Um, I'm going to be a tiny bit harsher That's and fine. give it a 7.5. Right. Um, just because you don't get to meet the main characters um, and it's not the rainbow. It, it doesn't feel like the rainbow that I know and love with three characters. Um, Jeffrey being, being a weirdo, hanging out with these three weirdos. Yeah. In this rainbow house, um, that song, mate. It's the song that did it for me. The song's brilliant. It's the fact they use a seventh chord in it as well, which pl- really? pleases my musical soul. Yeah, nice. Uh, Fifteen and a half. We know where that sits. That sits it in the weird part of the league table, doesn't it? Fifteens. Oh, that's that's the weirdo band. That's the weir- uh, no, it's not. Fifteen's the weirdo band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you, uh, what- Fifteen and a half. Oh, okay. It's just so rainbow on. goes in alongside the likes of Mad Men, Star Trek, Porridge, Glow, Green Wing, South Park, and the Americans. Okay. <laughs> weird that's a weird company isn't it um, and I say like 18 and a half 18 and a half for uh, that goes joint second good good um, it goes alongside Lost The Office UK oh Breaking Bad Sopranos oh my god what a combination that is oh my god that's crazy what's number one again Planet Earth wow With 19 okay. wow interesting Man, that was good. I really enjoyed it. And I don't think I, I loved it. it. Like I said before, I don't think I'd have gone back and watched that sort of thing. So, yeah, that, that's. We have to genuinely a do a Sesame Street podcast. <clears throat> we'll make it happen. Yeah, okay. We'll make it happen. Yeah, let us know. Once, you you've, listen done, to once this, you've done with your filming bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get that underway. Good plan. Um, if you listen to this right now and you want to hear a uh, podcast about Sesame Street, maybe we'll go episode well, by episode. So or maybe we could do it like your Red Dwarf one, like Smegheads. Yeah. We could do it episode by episode. Yeah, we could do that. Or if, if you want, we can do it um, just highlights because there is thousands upon thousands well, of episodes. 4,000 episodes. Yeah. We've got plenty of material. Yeah. Um, but maybe it'd be good to go episode by episode just to see how far we can get. It'd be quite <laughs> amusing. Um, it'll kill us. It will kill us. But it'll be worth it. It will. How did you die, sir? Well, I basically uh, <laughs> sat and watched all 4,000 episodes of Sesame Street. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to know, uh, you'd like us to do that, then let us know on Twitter. We'll give you the details in just a second. Before yeah. that, what do you want to do next week? Uh, well, next week, um, I think I want to do something a little bit different. We've okay. done a lot of like kids stuff and we've done... Um, well, we've had a couple of weeks now, Jetsons and Flintstones last week, and yeah. then this this week we've had the Sesame, Sesame Street and Rainbow. Rainbow. Well, how about something... I'll tell you what I want to do, um, and this is mostly based, because I haven't seen this first episode for a very, very long time, but when I was um, a kid, I remember being sent to bed and hearing through the walls um, a thing... Oh, hang on, whoa, whoa, what are you going to go and say here? <laughs> Keep it clean. A theme song. Right. <laughs> where, where do you think I lived? Um, I, I could, was about to ask. A, a theme song, and it would be like, I don't know what TV show this is, but the theme song's banging. <laughs> this theme, and I knew the theme song well before I knew <clears> the actual <throat> TV show. And that theme song belongs to Hill Street Blues. I had not seen it. Hill Street Blues is the cop precursor show? to every cop show you can think of. Um, 
Okay. And I'm not sure if the first episode's going to be great or not, but I know it's got a banging theme song. <laughs> so it's got one point. Yeah. Um, all right. If that's the precursor to all cop shows, yeah. I'm thinking maybe I shall do a modern one. Okay. To see if how much of it sort of has rubbed off and. Yeah. So let's do. There's quite a few of them to choose from. Let's do CSI. Yes, which one? Is- um, the original one, which are, is that Vegas? No, I, I have absolutely no idea. Is it Vegas? It must yeah, be it Vegas, is. actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. CSI Vegas. Well, either way, let's do... I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm okay. 90% sure. CSI Las Vegas. Yep. First episode. Versus Hill Street Blues. Versus Hill Street Blues. Amazing. We've got to get donuts in because there's a cop show. Donuts Obviously, and coffee. Yeah. Go donuts and coffee next week. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, grab yourself a coffee. You have and a donut. to be eating a donut while you listen to this. Um, Perfect. All right, let's do that. Hill Street Blues, CSI Las Vegas next week. Yep. Um, if you want to send us any comments about this week's episode or any thoughts before we record next week, uh, you can do so on Twitter. Jed? I'm on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D. Nice and quick this week. Yeah, yeah I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm at The Jellyman. T H E Jellyman. A little bit of speak to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, if you've stumbled upon it for the first time on Twitter, thank you very much. But subscribe on iTunes or via postpoppodcasts.com and it'll be in your inbox uh, every week for you. Uh, yeah. And yeah, brilliant. Done. Another one in the bag. In the bag. And that just leaves me to say, I'll see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Today's episode is brought to you by the number 69 and the letters F and U. <laughs> Such a child. I've been thinking about that all episode. <laughs>